welcome everyone to another episode of Modestly Outspoken. I am Corrine. And this is Caesar. And we are back in New Jersey. So for those of you that didn't know, the past four episodes were recorded all throughout the West Coast. Yes, Caesar and I were driving down the West Coast for a month. Yeah. Insane. Yep. Insane, Insane when you think about it like that, right? No, but I had a great time though. Yeah, we had an amazing time. And if you have been, you know, diligent and keeping up with all of our episodes, especially from the very beginning, you would know that Caesar and I had a, an eBay business. And then we were also putting money away from our jobs to uh, just save up a few, you know, a couple thousand in order to afford this trip, which I think that Caesar did an amazing job because he managed all the finances. Uh, we did have a budget. Tough. I know we had a budget for food every day, and that was the hardest one to really keep under, but we did it. We did it. And we used all of the budgeting tips that we have given you guys on the previous episodes, and uh, we now can testify that, yes, they work. It works. (laughs) It works. But yes, so why are we here today? I know that this past few weeks we have been speaking about the elections and the importance of voting. But I think that is now time to switch it up. We are already, today's election day. There is really not much that we can do to encourage people to make uh, a little bit more of a rational decision in every aspect of their lives. Uh, so we are back to giving you guys our opinion and you know what we've learned throughout our experiences. And we are not here to talk about um, you know, how to travel on a budget or the beautiful things that we saw in California, right? We are here to truly tell you what we've learned and the things that we saw. So, you know, sometimes you could even imagine, oh, you know, when people say West Coast, you you think about nice beaches, great weather, nice people, amazing food, but little did we really know what we would encounter the moment that we got there. So, yeah. What do yeah, you like Kareem. No, like like you mentioned before, um, there is a lot of beautiful things that California has to offer. But before we went to California, we watched a lot of videos and we did a lot of research on what to expect. Yeah. And before going there, there was, you know, I'm assuming all of you know and are aware it's all over social media, all over YouTube. Uh, there's a lot of issues going on in California. And that's why there's so many people moving out of California. So, of course, we were aware of those issues. And we, we, when we landed in California or on the West Coast, we paid attention to all those, all those things. So now we're, we're here to talk about it and just expose uh, our perspective to everyone listening right now. Correct. So we didn't just come in with the mind of, of exploring the nice, the n- beautiful things in the nature that these states on the other side of the country have to offer. But we were also coming uh, with a different perspective that, you know, we may see a lot of things that we are not used to. And we are really trying to we are really going to try to understand what people are going through. So uh, we just want to mention a few of the reasons why so many people have created YouTubes and why they are saying that they are leaving California. So Cesar, do you want to? Yeah. Do you want to go through it really quickly? Yeah. yeah. So some of some of the quick reasons why people are leaving California is first off, California has very high 
state income taxes. Second, the average cost of living in California is extremely high. Yep. So that includes rent, gas. I think the gas was like $4 per gallon. Uh, just uh, when you buy something, they tax you at 9%. So that cost of living is unsustainable for some of the people, right? Mm-hmm. And then another thing that we saw or that people were talking about on YouTube or on uh, the news is the homeless issue, right? There's th- In LA, there's about 65,000 homeless people. So that's an issue when you're living there and you see homeless people all around. So that's another reason why people are leaving. And then there's also a very pretentious environment in some areas in L.A. Yeah. So those are some of the quick reasons on why people are leaving California. All right. So with those points mentioned, now we want to tackle each one of them. And let's start off with high taxes. Caesar, I know that this one is like a very big subject for you. It, it really matters to you, especially for you who is a firm believer of building generational wealth. What were the biggest things that you saw when it came to high taxes? And let's start off with Washington, Oregon, and then California because they were they were all very different. Yeah. So for for Washington, I was surprised when I was doing some research. They actually don't have any state income tax. So that's beneficial for someone that's trying to build wealth like me. Right. So that that means that you're only going to get taxed hypothetically at the federal level. So that's good because you're going to take when you when you get a check, you're going to take more uh, money home. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, In Oregon, I am not too sure about the tax situation. So I don't want to talk too much about that. But in California, I am aware that they have one of the highest state income tax rate. If you make over a million dollars, you get taxed at a 13.1% state income tax. So that's a significant amount. So that's why a lot of people are actually leaving California because they don't want to pay that income tax. And they're going to states like Washington, like Nevada, like uh, Arizona, Texas, Florida, where there is no state income tax and they can keep more of their wealth. Right. And I can I think that I could I could attest to that. There is extremely high taxes in California. That was very surprising to me how even, you know, the smallest purchase can already cost you like nine percent of that of that total amount. How gas could get to up to four dollars. That is to me insane, especially coming from Jersey and in the area that I live in. 198 is the most that you would pay for a gallon of gas so that really took a lot of money out of our out of our budget our daily budget um cost of of food really expensive food usually what you would pay for a plate here let's say 12 13 dollars you end up paying at least what 15 to 17 dollars over there uh and yes there is higher wages but I don't think that can really sustain a living even even at those prices. For sure. Th- I mean, and going going uh, uh you know, piggybacking off of that topic about uh, unsustainability in wages, the rents over there are insane. Mm-hmm. Right? The average rent in California uh I think in January was 2500. That's really high. That's like almost compare a little bit higher than New York, right? Um, so a lot of these, you know, 
normal people can't afford that. Even if the, you know, the, the minimum wage is high, they still can't afford that because of the taxes and everything else. Also, something else we've noticed is that the houses over there do not sell below a million dollars. Even in the worst areas, they do not sell below a million dollars, which is insane. Um, if you go to nicer areas, houses start at $3 million, $4 million. So how are you going to tell me uh, a normal average person that's working a 40-hour job making $15 an hour in California can afford a $1 million home? It, like when you pull the numbers through, it doesn't make sense. So I don't. I honestly still don't know how people live a life in California. It's insane. I agree. And then uh, one thing that Caesar and I tend to do is that when we are driving around to get to know neighborhoods a little bit better, we pull up our Zillow uh, application and then we start looking at home prices around the areas. And just like Caesar said, you would be surprised to see that even the most average house can go over and above a million dollars. And when I tell you average, I really mean average. One floor houses and very small square footage too. Like they look really tiny. In like the two bedrooms. Yeah, and not so nice area. So I don't know. I, I kept asking Caesar, so why do you think this is it? He's like because there's a lot of demand, a lot of demand. People really want to come to LA. This is, you know, if people want to make a they make a living and get a, have a job, it's pro- LA is probably the place to be in California. So, yes, everything is extremely expensive. And actually, it's not even just LA. I would say every single city that we hit along the coast of California was very pricey. Very. Sure. Extremely, especially like I remember in San Francisco, Palo Alto, that was some crazy numbers in terms of real estate. Easily houses over $10 million and the most basic houses ever. Right. But people are willing to pay that, which is crazy. Right. So I'm guessing it it, it makes sense then. Uh, high taxes, I don't know. It, it really depends. Uh, food, gas. Yeah, uh, we understand. But now another big issue that we saw not only in California, but throughout the West Coast was homelessness. And I think that Caesar, you and I really need to probably have a conversation and let everybody know the terrible things that we witnessed and we experienced. And I think that... Even, you know, coming from a third world country, I, I, I would say that I was a little used to maybe seeing homelessness. I didn't think it would be that bad. I do recall Caesar telling me, you know, I need you to be to be prepared for what we're going to see, especially in California. But little did we know that we would encounter that from the very second that we stepped into Seattle. I truly never imagined I would ever see the things that I saw especially in Seattle. And I would say that homelessness was more prominent in Seattle and Portland than it was all throughout California. So I have two theories uh, regarding to that. The first one is there is probably, yes, less people, uh, less homeless people in California. Or second, I'm just getting used to all of the homeless people that I've been seeing that by the time we hit California, uh, you know, it was it was a normal thing to me. 
What what did you see in Seattle? Like, what was your first, you know, reaction to seeing homeless people over there? So when you first landed. Yeah. the The second that we landed, we went to pick up our car. We went to the hotel, checked in, and then we had to drive to a Target in order to pick up a, um, you know, utensils and other stuff that we were gonna need for the, for the rest of the trip. And we ended up driving around a really nice area in downtown Washington, and um, sorry, in downtown Seattle, right next to a market. And then I I needed to pull out or back up a little bit to let another car out. So I look to the right to my rear window, and I just see this really young guy. He looked a little bit homeless, but nothing crazy. He looked a little he looked fine to me. He was young. He was laying on the floor. He was giving this really weird facial expressions, and he had a needle in hand, and he was injecting himself with something. I remember the moment I saw that I had to reassure what I was looking at. I asked Caesar to look back, and I'm like, Caesar, is this really what I'm seeing right now? He said yes, and I just remember, you know, having to take a moment to really breathe and take it all in because I never thought that I would experience something like that. Yeah, I remember, you know, just reacting to that moment and, you know, trying to calm you down because it was very shocking. And I think it was just a reminder of what we could expect in the West Coast. But it was it was definitely a shocker. Not even a reminder of what we could expect, but a reminder of of the problem that homelessness is right and in every in every sense of the world uh, when i say a problem right a problem for the citizens who are experiencing homelessness and then a problem for the citizens who are living around homelessness right i would see women walking with their children around you know at nighttime and then next to them were a lot of homeless people who i would say that most of them have some type of mental issue and they have been through, you know, very harsh drug abuse. And I think that is not safe. That is not safe for the common person. That is not safe for themselves. And as a woman, I felt very, but very uh, unsafe. No, I think it's it's an issue, right? And we ask ourselves constantly, why isn't the government helping these people? We're right. like, what is the government doing to help these people? Mm-hmm. And we don't know. Like the government is taxing everyone with that money. What are they doing? How are they allocating it? How are they helping the homeless? It's an issue that's been going on in the West Coast for years and they still haven't fixed it. Absolutely. And then going back to high taxes, high cost of living, if if the money really is going to the government, where is this money going to? Where is it going towards? Right? Like if you're going to tax me, I want you to keep everybody, you know, safe and healthy. Where is it going to? Why are Clean. we on the East Coast not having that problem? Are we depending too much on the government? Should we as citizens have the right, the, like the right to freedom and, and, you know, really act ourselves to solve these social issues? Or should we keep depending on, on a government that, you know, we we pray so much and and clearly hasn't really done anything no i when i was doing research on the homelessness issues in the west coast 
I did see that there's a lot of uh, non-for-profits, but it, there's just too many people and they don't have, maybe they don't have enough funding. Maybe they don't have enough resources. There's not enough housing in LA and all through the West coast. So, and then add to that COVID-19 is happening right now and people are losing their jobs. People are going homeless. It's just making the problem worse and worse. So now I I don't know how we're getting, we're going to get these people out of that situation, but I hope the government has a plan seems like they're doing something supposedly according to the news but i don't see any changes i was i've been to san francisco three times already and i saw a lot of homeless people throughout the three times that i was there but this time that i went it was to another level right karina and i were eating in a restaurant and there was one night where i think it was six homeless people came up to us and asked us for money without mask on without anything and it was it was sad and it was scary because they were just coming up to you with no protection nothing and you know the virus is out there so it's it's a scary thing and and we were in downtown we were in a nice area it seems like people in san francisco are used to it which is a very concerning it is very concerning. The fact that people are used to it means that it's been an e- issue for a long time. And if, you know, if the government is really taking all of this money out of its citizens, then at least try to do something about it. Try to keep your city clean, your citizens safe. And then those who are struggling, you know, help them, help them rise, give them the treatment they need, either if it's mental uh, you know, medical, whatever they need, but really put that money to use because I truly didn't see anything going towards that. And I don't think it was only, like we said, in California. We really experienced it throughout all of the West Coast, so Seattle. And then I would say that the winner of it all really was Portland. Portland, to us, was the craziest experience out of all of the cities that we were in. Um, we were supposed to be in Portland for, I think, like three days or more. Yeah. Like uh, Oregon is a huge state. I, and, uh, for, the, for the time frame that we were in in the West Coast, which was supposed to be a mo- which was a month, we only ended up staying in Portland for two days because the very moment that we got to Portland, we felt extremely unsafe. We we couldn't even get off the car. We were driving around because we really wanted to get to know a little bit of the city. So we we drove around, but it was extremely unsafe. And I remember, you know, just going through the streets and commenting to Caesar. Caesar, I, you know, what's the crazy thing that I have not seen seen one police car in Portland, like zero. And then, to my surprise, I get a message on Instagram from a person that tells me, oh, you guys should really go to the no, no police zone in Portland and document it with hopes of posting it on YouTube. And I was like, what? Like, what do you mean a no police that's zone? That's when we realized. And that's when I go to my friend Google, aka Google, and I find out that Portland has been rioting for at least a hundred days i believe yep like three months straight without stopping without stopping every single day we knew that we needed to get out of there i i didn't feel safe 
I didn't feel safe. Uh, we saw other things that I think they're a little bit too rated R for <laughs> for this podcast, but we ended up just staying in our hotel room and then uh, driving a little bit far down of Portland just to get a little, you know, pers- per an, a different perspective from Oregon. And then we ended up going to this really nice winery. And one of the locals ended up commenting about the struggles that they're going through because of the of the amount of riots that are going on and how they end up turning very violent at night. Yeah, yeah. And she also mentioned that she had family members uh, that worked as police officers in downtown Portland. And she said that they don't want to go to downtown anymore because they treat them like crap. And they're not appreciated. And then they feel like there's just rides going on every day. That it's not even that they don't no feel appreciated. The the there's the head of uh-huh. the police says, I'm not sending my man there. It's yeah, it's, it's not even risky. about being appreciated. Yeah. They're not, literally, they are not welcome there. And by yeah, not welcome, get, it's like aggressive, not welcome. Yeah, they're violent towards them. There's a bunch of signs of, you know, police getting defunded. Uh, a bunch of businesses have wood all over their windows. There's no inventory that Portland, Oregon is horrible right now. And I don't know how long it's going to take for them to recover, but it was very scary. And just, you know, it, I guess you look at it from from the news perspective and you see all of it going on. But when you get there in person, you feel this different type of energy. And it's 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 very different and it's scary. It is to be scary, honest. scary, and it, it, it and it's a shame to say things like this because, in no way, we're trying to diminish its population and its people. I do think that we encounter extremely nice people. Oh my God, I would say people in Seattle and Portland were the nicest people that I've ever met. They were so welcoming, so polite, but unfortunately, you know, the issues that are going on do not make me feel safe as a citizen. And as a woman, I can tell you I do not feel safe even going back there anytime soon. But yeah, I think that those were our comments uh, regarding homelessness. We did experience other, you know, other crazy stuff when we got to San Francisco. Uh, We saw uh, very uncomfortable things as well. But I guess that, you know, I was starting to get a little bit uh, more comfortable with it. Um, and I was able to enjoy my vacation, not because I was okay with it, but because I, 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 I feel like I was getting stronger. Like, okay, this is a reality. This is what's happening. Um, but yeah, that, that is really my take on it. Yeah. And no, I, I think like I, like I mentioned before, you see it on the news and it, it's very sad, but when you see it in person, it totally changes your perspective on everything about it homeless really people. Does. Yeah, it really does. So for the people who are listening to this, please, please just just don't expect the government to solve all of your problems. If you have the chance to advocate for people that need it, you take control. Don't wait for others to do it. It's clearly not helping. It's clearly not working. So if you have the power to do it, to help others, do so. Because we cannot keep depending on others for, you know, to, sol- to solve these problems. For sure, for sure. But another reason that, I, that we forgot to mention in terms of why people are leaving California is because of the fires. 
yeah yeah that is actually <laughs> one thing that uh thank god we really didn't live but we did see a few of the of the places that we were driving around all the smoke coming out of the trees of the mountains uh, i do I, i also know that it's a big issue but there is a lot of debate on whether it's just people not taking care of the forest or people starting fires in the middle of the forest like when they go camping and stuff or is it really um environmental issues yeah there was an instance that i saw on the news that i think someone was celebrating or doing a gender reveal party and because it was so extravagant uh there was some kind of explosion and it started a fire yeah um so th those are the the issues with like those are man-made issues that people can avoid with yeah. the fires yeah correct and we actually we remember in laguna beach we there was actually a fire going on 30 minutes away mm -hmm. from where we were mm -hmm. and that was the first time i you know you ever breathed. felt ash you know you yeah you ash. ever felt ashes coming out of the sky and it really yeah. it literally smelled like smoke Like burned wood for for those of you that haven't experienced it. Like you know when you're barbecuing and you you like these little white ashes come out of the barbecue. That's what was all over the sky. It was really dark. It was gloomy. It looked like it was gonna rain, and it was. I've never seen that in my life. Right, right. But but yeah, there was a fire that day. Uh, the town that the fire was in, they evacuated everyone. There was about sixty five thousand people evacuated in less than 24 hours so it's definitely a, a concern for a lot of people that live in california every this, year they have to go through right. this where right. there's fires and they're getting evacuated like they don't want to deal with that anymore that's why they're moving to right. other cities or states that don't have fire issues right 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 so yeah that that is actually very true so i, I do promise that all of this talking has a meaning behind it And I really want to get to uh, the next point of this episode, which is how can living in California affect you as a young professional? And I think that the answer is it depends, right? It really depends what you are looking for. So for those of us who have had a dream of moving to California, it really comes down to two things. Uh, are you looking for that good lifestyle, nice weather, outdoor feel? Or are you looking to grow your wealth, right? So, Caesar, why don't you tell us a little bit more about that? So, yeah, like, like I mentioned before, California has one of the highest state income taxes. So before going to California, you have to take that into consideration. If you want to be rich or create a lot of wealth, how can you keep that money when you generate it? And in California, there's gonna it's gonna be harder because they're taxing you so much. So you ha definitely have to take that into consideration. Of course, the high cost of living, the high real estate. Uh, when you buy something, they're gonna tax you uh, a high amount. So all those things you have to take in consideration if you're trying to build long generational wealth. But of course, you know if you generate a lot of income and you don't mind paying a little bit extra money to live in a really nice area where there is stable. Uh, weather where there is a lot of outdoor activities where there's beautiful beaches where there's beautiful views then go for it but just be aware 
that you are going to pay a premium to live in California. Absolutely. You are definitely going to pay a premium to see and witness those beautiful sunsets. I must say it <laughs> is worth it. It, it. Caesar didn't even realize that there was a sunset. To the last day. But... <laughs> That for all of you guys who are really into nature, you would you would witness it and it would really change your mind about California. But just like Caesar said, it really depends what you're looking for and if you're gonna do it long term. I personally, I really think like I would ha always have it in the back of my head and my mind that I I want to move to California. But as someone that is trying to grow, you know, generational wealth, it may not be the most. <laughs> Or the smartest thing to do right now. It could still be it could still be done. But like unless said, unless the governor decides to lower down the taxes. They're not they're not gonna do that, but <laughs> <laughs> we know why. But like I said, if if you're okay with that, like if you wanna be an you wanna be an actor, you wanna be a musician, that is the place to be. California, LA, that is the place to be if you wanna be a creative person. It's like going to New York if you wanna be in You know, if you want to be an investment banker, if you want to make it in financial services, that's the place to be. Same thing with LA. So just be aware. What we're telling you is be aware of what it's going to take to live in California. Right. Yep. So that is all. That is all. That um, is all, everyone. It was, you know, I know, I know it was a very odd episode, but we really wanted to get this off our chest. I mean, a month traveling, I think it, it really impacts you. We got home. I don't know about you, Caesar, but when I got home, I, you know, I felt weird. And it's been four days in and I still feel pretty weird being back home. The weather definitely, I would say, based on this experience before the trip, I never realized how important the weather is. Uh, <laughs> I was I would always say, oh, the weather doesn't doesn't affect me. I could live in a cold. But now living in California or the West Coast for a month, having 70 to 80 degree weather every single day and then coming back to 40 degree weather it's raining it's windy it's really affecting me i feel like my i feel very sore i feel very tired <laughs> i don't know maybe it's mental and I'll, i have to still have to get used to it but i'll let you guys know i'll keep you updated next week if yeah, uh, guys, you know i adapt yeah vitamin d really really you know it's it's, it's an important vitamin yeah but so other than that Guys, make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already. Subscribe to make sure uh, when we put out videos, you get the notifications. Make sure to follow us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or any other podcast platform that you listen to. But other than that, thank you for joining us, everyone. And uh, we hope you guys have a great day. Happy Election Day. See you next week. Bye. Bye.